Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for episode 15. We're starting a new conversation series called The Heart of Worship. This two-week series is all about helping followers of Jesus to discover the postures of worship and live them out daily. Today, I'm joined by Worship Experience Minister Landon Crouch to help us understand how to have an intentional posture of worship. Well, here we go. This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Well, hey guys, we're super excited uh, that you're tuning in today. Man, I can't tell you how excited I am uh, about the series that we're in called The Heart of Worship. And we're just talking through, man, what does it truly mean to uh, worship God and have a posture of worship every single day in our daily lives? And today I am joined by literally one of my favorite uh, Razorback fan from the great state of Arkansas. I don't even know what to call you guys, Arkansasians, Arkansians, but anyways, whatever they're called. Arkansans. Arkadians. Okay. No, Arkansans. Arkansans. See, I was right the second, third time. All right. So you heard his voice. It's. Uh, my good friend, uh, worship experience minister at High Desert Church out here in Southern California, Mr. Landon Crouch. Landon, say hi to the podcast for me. Hi, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me on. Man, thank you for saying yes to coming on. So just a quick, uh, Landon and I actually met through Facebook randomly. Uh, we were looking to hire a worship minister, and uh, I had got his name from a, a friend, and so I started Facebook stalking him <laughs> about almost a little over a year ago now, man. About and, yeah, right about that. Yeah, and uh, so I reached out to him randomly, and he rejected me, so I was wounded. Uh, just kidding. But uh, then a couple months later, he reached back out and said, hey, man, God's doing something in our lives, and we'd love to explore an opportunity to talk. And man, it was from that phone call, that two-hour phone call, it was over. I knew you were the right guy for the job and uh, super, uh, just so thrilled to get to know you, man. Well, I appreciate it. It's been an honor and an adventure of a lifetime. I thank you for bringing me out here. Well, the Lord brought you out here. I was just the vehicle by which he used. How about that? <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> All right. Well, Landon, help us out. Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, as you've already mentioned, I come from the, the great state of Arkansas. And uh, a little over a year ago now, we were uh, exploring what God had for our lives and made the move to to Southern California and at High Desert Church. It's been a blessing. Uh, currently, I, I lead the worship at the Victorville campus and um, also have the opportunity to play a role in the campus experience for first-time guests and regular attenders who are looking for those next steps and love the role that I get to play there. And I'm just it's been a true joy to be a part of High Desert Church for this last almost a year now. Yeah, that's right. And tell us about your beautiful family. Yes, I have a wife of nine years, and we have two children, five and three, and one that is on the way in about four more months. So we're super excited about that. Uh, not only having the adventure of moving to this new position, but expanding our family and just excited about what God's doing. Yeah, one, one of my favorite things about the Crouch family 
and there are many favorite things. So uh, if you live in Southern California and you're listening to this, man, if you've not met uh, the Crouch family, you need to find your way down uh, down to Southern California and up to the high desert to get to meet this family. But one of my favorite things is from them uh, being from the great state of Arkansas. You know, I'm from, you know, I, eight years in Kentucky. So when they open their mouths and you hear that Southern accent, it is it's like sweet sugar. <laughs> you know, I'm not so sure how fair that is. I never really considered myself a country boy or a country family, but here we are. We moved to Southern California, so we ran right into that one, I guess. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, Landon, we're in a series called The Heart of Worship, and we're talking about uh, the postures uh, that Christians should find themselves in as they live out uh, daily worship to Jesus. Today, we're talking about a posture of intentional worship. So first, for the podcast, let's define, will you define for us in your own words and experience, what is worship? And then what does it mean to be intentional in our worship? I think that's a great question. I love the word intentional. Um, If you read the Bible, I think there's going to be very few cases where you find anyone who's accidentally worshiping correctly. So that's kind of a theological Mm. thing. Being intentional is very important. Um, For me, worship is just, it's about giving God his rightful place in our hearts. He's already got his rightful place. We're not going to change that. Uh, But we can give him his rightful place in our own lives. I think uh, there's just so many things that that are going to battle for our hearts and they're going to battle for our time and our attention. Uh, whether that's money, possessions, and success, or, or, or food, or who knows, anything. But worship is about giving God His rightful place. And that's why, that's why we give. It's an act of worship to express that, that He is first over our money. It's why we sacrifice our time on the weekend to show that He is first in the time that we have. Uh, and, you know, there's going to be times where uh, those things conflict uh, in this life and we have the opportunity to lay something aside in order to give God his rightful, rightful place. And that's so important. We're going to have to be intentional. Uh, you're more than likely, again, you're not, you're not going to accidentally give God honor in a lot of ways. You're, you're more than likely you're going to have to be thinking about it. It's going to be at the forefront of your mind. We have to be intentional with that. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. I love how you said worship is giving God his rightful place. Because if we're all being honest, even Christians, we have the tendency to move God off that place and put other things there, right? Mm-hmm. And And then we end up subconsciously worshiping those other things, be it money, be it power, be it influence, be it job, career status, you know, all the other things that we could put there. And I love the idea of saying, no, 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 no. This place right here, the top of my heart, the forefront of everything I am and and what I'm about, that belongs to God. So important. I actually uh, heard something recently, and I, I can't even remember where I, where I heard it. Uh, but it was a conversation where someone was asking, you know, do you go to church or do you, is that something that your family does? And 
And this person said, uh, yes, although I don't do it as much uh, during football season. So <laughs> I think it kind of made me laugh, but I think that's a classic example of, you know, you have to make the decision for your family what is going to be the most valuable. I come from the South, and to be quite honest with you, church attendance dwindles during hunting season. And that's Yes, it does. And that's something that my dad uh, very much instilled in me as a child. I mean, we would maybe we would go do something on a Saturday night, but he said he would tell me, I want you to know that when you are, we're going to go do this thing and it's going to be fun. But the turnaround is going to be hard because we're going to get up and go to church the next day. And we're going we're not going to we're not going to skip our men's meeting at 8 a.m. We're going to be there. And so we can do that thing. But this other thing is still going to happen. Yeah, no, that's so good. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but some days, you know, I like I can find it really easy to just go through the motions. Right. Especially in worship. Right. Like you said, I went out hunting. Well, not me. I'm, I'm probably not going to be out hunting, but I was up late watching sports and tweeting about sports and yelling about sports or, you know, doing stuff with my family. And so the next day I get up and ugh, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I know Monday's coming. So I go to church or, you know, obviously all of us in this season, I'm laying in my bed and I'm watching services and I might sing a lyric here or there too, just to make myself feel better. It's easy to kind of just go through the the motions, right? Like if I'm supposed to sing, I sing. But outside that, you know, I may not always choose intentionality in my my daily worship. Why do you think why do you think we struggle being so intentional, not just with the singing, but in everything we do worshiping Jesus? I think a big part of it, at least for uh, those of us in, in Western culture, in the Western world, is that we just have too many things. We have a lot of freedom in, in our culture, and, uh, and we have a lot of uh, prosperity in our lives. Uh, we're very blessed people to live where we live, and I, I certainly don't want to give that up. I thank God for it, but but Jesus said, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom. Mm. Why did he, I mean, that's in Mark chapter 10. Why did he say that? I think we have so many idols. And, and yet the word of God says we should have no idols before mm. him. And we have so many things to choose. Uh, you mentioned sports and we've mentioned hunting, but it, it, it could be anything. I mean, work can be an idol. Family time can be an idol. And that, that might be a little bit of a controversial one because we're supposed to love and lead our families. Right. Uh, but these things can become idols when it comes to uh, putting God first. And I, especially, as you mentioned right now, this COVID season, who's going to call you out if you don't tune, tune into the worship on Sunday morning? Who, who's right. going to hold you accountable? Um, it's a lot easier when we're going to church every weekend. Somebody eventually is going to say, hey, I miss you. Where have you been? Uh, this season is really revealing some things about what's most important in our lives, and and it's been a challenge. And yeah. so uh, we have to continue to to be intentionally engaged in our in our worship. Yeah, no, that's so good. And it, it's funny because what you said reminded me of a quote that I I want to get your reaction to. Uh, blogger Sandra Andrade, she said this. She said, when you commit to worshiping God, you are stating 
that your choice to worship him will not be affected by the constant changes in your life, right? Like that idea of, okay, I'm worshiping you, Jesus, even though my life might be falling apart. I'm worshiping you even though today I got the cancer diagnosis. I'm worshiping you today even though I just found out we're not going back to work anymore. I'm worshiping you today because it's COVID and we find out we're having a baby. You know that one, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, You worship God intentionally regardless of the constant changes in your life. Yeah, I think, why do we worship God? To me, the answer is because he's worthy. He's worthy. Uh, We've already mentioned that um, his seat in eternity, eternally ruling over the heavens and the earth, is never going to change regardless of what I do. We want to put him first in our life. And the, the choice to worship him not being affected by circumstances, I think, is all is seen all throughout Scripture. You see Paul in prison. You see uh, the way that the disciples were, were martyred for following Jesus. You see uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. Our God is able to save us, but even if he doesn't, we won't bow. Yeah. Those kinds of decisions. And I think we have to be careful um, with looking at our circumstances because our circumstances are of this earth. So therefore they are temporary and we never want to make an eternal choice of how we worship God based on temporary circumstances. Preach, preach. And no, that's, that's awesome. And here's, here's the funny thing. When you say that, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's so good because it seems like a lot of us and I'll put myself in that too. And I'm sure you would put yourself too. We've been making a lot of temporary decisions with eternal implications in this season. That's true, right? Very true. You have to be. You have to weigh what is te- what is temporary and what is eternal, and that's going to help you determine what's most important. Right, right. And and something my friend said to me, uh, uh, Rusty George, our lead pastor here at Real Life, he said. You know, Michael, we have to always think about what would love require of us. And that, and he, now in the context he was talking to me, he was talking about towards other people, which is a great question to ask towards others. But Landon, I'm wondering if that might be a better question to ask towards God. What does love require of us? Because here's the thing. Jesus asked himself that question and he ended up on a wooden cross for our sake. You know, that's a great point that you actually... Jesus asked himself that question as you're talking about the choice to worship, not being affected by circumstances or changes in life. Well, Jesus is praying in the garden and basically admits that I don't want to do this, but yet it's not my will. It's, it's your will that will be done. And I'm willing to submit to what God would have for me instead of necessarily what I want. In the moment, what does love require? What did love require of Jesus? Exactly. To give it all up, to step onto the cross, because there was a greater joy beyond it. Oh, man, that's so good. And that, and and honestly, what a picture of intentionality, right? That in Christ's way of worshiping, he said, look, God, man, this is a hard yoke to take on, 
but love requires me to do this. And so I'm going to be intentional about this. I'm going to love on those disciples. I'm going to prepare them. I'm going to send them out so that when my death is realized and my resurrection happens, oh my gosh, those guys are ready to go. Not just guys, girls too. Talk about the woman at the well, the adulterous woman, the the woman who was who had the the uh, bodily issues for a long time. Man, he changed those people's lives, right? Intentionally. Absolutely. I think I think one of the most beautiful parts about that, and I know that we're talking about what an incredible joy it is for us mm-hmm. to receive Christ and what he did for us. But I believe it was a joy for him as well. I mean, the Bible teaches, it says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Mm. Who is the joy that was before Jesus? Not only honoring his father, but the inheritance of the family of God that coming in, that, that was that was worth it to Jesus yeah. to endure that. Yeah, no, that's good. And and so that's where intentionality comes in, right? That if we're intentional about our time of worship, both the actual, literal worshiping, singing praise, if we're intentional in that moment, and then we're intentional every day with everything we do, the joy that comes from that in the midst of all of these crazy circumstances, it's incomparable. Joy, I love that we're using that term, because I think I, I think the term happiness is circumstantial, but joy is deeper than circumstances. Correct, yes. Joy is an attitude or an approach to life regardless of all of the circumstances. There's a greater mm. joy beyond what is what I'm doing right now. Maybe maybe things that we do right now are hard or why do you go to work every day? You know, there's there's joy in, in the fruit of your labor. There's joy in taking care of your family. There's joy in in doing what God has called you to do. There may be days you don't like it. There may be days that it's hard. There's days that are, are extra challenging, but there's a joy in the endurance. Yeah. It's, it's further lasting than any day that can go by. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, Landon, why don't you bring it home for us? What are maybe, you know, a couple of things, two to three things that followers of Jesus can do to become more intentional in their daily worship. Well, just so you know, as I'm saying these things, I need to listen to this as well. So this is not only for the listeners, this is for me. Um, I know one thing that I, that I do is, is listen. I mean, listen to, to, to podcasts, to worship music, to sermons, to other people. I think one of the, one of the greatest things that we can do as followers of Christ is learn to be good listeners. Um, to people who who have great wisdom, we want to walk in their steps. Listen, listen, listen. Fill your mind with the Word of God. Um, I love to listen to people teach the Word of God. I think that's that's and that's something that's easy to do in a commute to work, uh, just to and from the house. I mean, you're already going to be. It's not taking any extra time. You already have to do that. If you, turn, if you turn something else on or you're listening to the Word of God or or getting getting some worship music in your soul to kind of start your day, that is a powerful way to start, powerful way to uh, to become more intentional. Um, another thing that 
I've recently done, and I, I need to be better at it, but I've done it, is, is journaling. Mm. Um, I got this journal, the Replicate Disciples Journal. And it has, it has several different sections. And so what it encourages you to do is you read the scripture. So it asks you, what scripture did you read today? What passage did you read today? And you write out something that stood out to you, whether that's a, a verse or an idea, something that stood out to you. It asks you to define what it means. How are you going to apply it to your life? So you might even it might even be a prayer. Lord, teach me to be more like this today or this week or this month. And then lastly, there's a section that's called reset. Just spill the beans on your life. Yeah. How, did, how did that hit you today? Yeah. You know, how are you feeling about what you just read? And I, I just think it's been really helpful to be to be totally honest in the pages. I mean, that no one else is reading it. I just I write what I feel. Right. But yeah. the, the beautiful thing about it, I think sometimes we can go to the word to read the Bible with, with such uh, maybe a little bit lackadaisically where we just kind of want to read a chapter and then forget it. But this, this holds you so accountable to make sure you highlight something from the text that stood out. How does it apply to you? How do you define this? And it, you can't do it in five minutes. It takes, it takes 15 to 20 and that's a challenge. Uh, but it's it's more fruitful that way, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's so good, man. So you know, we want to encourage you listening and ourselves too, as London said. Man, first listen and just empty yourself of the distractions and uh, everything else, and just fill your mind, your spirit, and your soul with things from above, right? Paul tells us that, man, think of those things that are pure and good and true, right? So listen. And the next thing, you know, is is to do to be intentional is journaling. Being able to write down those thoughts, being able to write down what you are hearing from God, what you're seeing from God's word, because that helps you uh, be reminded daily, you know, right? Of what he's been doing in your life. Mm-hmm. So it gives you something to look at. Yeah, no, that's so good. Well, uh, podcast listeners, we got to go. But man, there's so much more from Landon that I would love for you guys to hear. And especially his story, a powerful story of of ministry and faithfulness. And uh, just he's walked through some seasons that he could really educate us on. So we'll have to have you back someday, Landon. That'd be great. Anytime. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. And I want to thank you for listening today. If this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, I'd love it if you would provide a positive rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which will help this show reach more people. And you guys know what I say. This is what it's about. Not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.